1: Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line. She was a three-star recruit out of high school, but she's a four-star transfer portal prospect now. It's Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here actually, at the Herald. Thank you. It's actually five stars. but uh, that's Five-star portal. Do they put five-star portal recruits? I'm not actually not sure. I'm not sure I've seen one, but <laughs> since they've started ranking portal recruits like that. Um, it is transfer season. Uh, it is also early enrolling season. Those will be the two main topics we get to this week uh, mm-hmm. on the IU podcast. College football season is officially over, um, yes, and it is. Uh, we we both, I think, we scored nearly as many points as TCU ourselves. In the uh, oh my gosh, so that was a that was a major disappointment. Major um, disappointment. Yes, it was. Uh you know, I'm sure you're the same way. You get all excited for like a game like that. You're like oh, you're all wow. set on your couch, you've got your food or whatever. We got you our got, food ready. We you got know, you've got your drinks ready, and then drinks. it's over in I don't know, an hour basically. Totally like, all excited. Right. <laughs>
0: half time it was like ah uh, i'm cutting i of didn't tight. even
1: watch most of the second half i turned it on again at I, the end because i like to watch when the teams get the trophy and all that kind of stuff oh right, but right i skipped basically the literally the entire third quarter most of the fourth quarter bummer it's always the fourth biggest fbs versus fbs blowout of the season which is like that's crazy
0: the the, In the championship yeah. game right well i um yeah True, amazing. I I I had after halftime. I was like, I'm sorry, I just I yeah. can't. A I
1: bummer, can't. But...
0: I couldn't watch it. But then I kept checking my phone and kept checking my just phone in case. <laughs> well, I didn't think. I just wanted to see how bad it would get. Yeah, it yeah. got really nasty. Yeah, wow. it was
1: it was a bummer. The Georgia team obviously is one of the best ever, um, as we've seen. And Stetson Bennett, one of you know, he gets a lot of a lot of crap. Is just the walk on who's benefiting from all these five stars around him but um not a lot of people have had a college career like he did i know he's well, 25 years old but they said that um, about ken dorsey
0: yeah you know? it's
1: honestly pretty similar i mean dorsey was a um you know he was a i think a relatively high profile recruit when yeah he, he was in, he was
0: really good but he was uh you know i mean he never really made it in the pros i, yeah. I you know um i think he was drafted in the seventh round maybe yeah i don't know sixth, seventh round one of those but um yeah uh it's kind of similar and also um got you know they got cheated out of that last national <laughs> championship so they really won two in a row as far as right yeah so, that. and i i'm sorry i can't i can't i'm prejudiced i cover those guys i saw what happened to them after their um careers and that's that those are the best that's the best college team ever I, yeah, I, can't, I mean, I still think
1: so. I can see what they all did in the pros. I mean, obviously, the Georgia players' stories are still being written, right? If we're like Jordan Davis and Jalen yeah. Carter and uh Nicobe Dean and yep. uh, Kenny McIntosh are all Hall of Famers and Stetson Bennett has a real pro career, then like you know, well, maybe we'll think differently, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm by I'm prejudiced also because that was like the team I grew up on, those early Miami teams, the at the yeah. beginning of the. You know, I was in like elementary school, middle Think school. Think of like those guys. They awesome. Yeah, they were all awesome Yeah. Dudes.
0: I mean, everybody from Dan. Not Morgan, even being from you know.
1: Miami. I loved a lot. I mean, that was those that, that was the cool team. That was the team you rooted for. Like if you were a it was a great you know, team. Like, you know, it's like the like the Bulls, like yeah. the Michael Jordan Bulls. You just rooted for them. All right. Um, we got a lot of different smaller topics to get to, as we said, college football season over, but obviously uh the off season transfer portal recruiting never stops. It was interesting to see. I saw a couple of coaches that maybe it was, it might've been, I think it was maybe even Kirby smart and Sonny Dykes talking about like how the calendar is just burning coaches out where it's like, it really is like a 11 and a half month a year job now for them. Like, um, it'll be be interesting to see if this is the you know, people have started calling for the end of the early period. It'll be interesting. I think we might be at an inflection point where some of this stuff is going to start getting wound back, but Miami was still busy this week. I got a couple transfers in the portal let's start there uh, Matt Lee an offensive lineman from UCF yeah um, and Branson Dean a defensive lineman from Purdue um both yep. guys were three-star recruits out of high school Matt Lee though uh had a very good career at UCF Dean did yep. at two at Purdue a, a all Big Ten honorable mention a guy who I'm sure will help them in the same way that you know we talked about like Arnett Moultrie or sorry Antonio Moultrie and um, you know, Jacob Lichtenstein. No, like defensive, I, I think a, defensive a, a, a rotational right? defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, they they there's a big opening right there, right next to Leonard Taylor, uh figuring out who's gonna yep. place Daryl Jackson. Um but of course it's just it's all about the trenches still for Mario and and Matt Lee is a guy who was a uh, you know, he's going to be Miami's got a lot of offensive linemen who are gonna who at this point have starting experience, but from you know, obviously Zion Nelson, Ja'Kai Clark uh Jalen Rivers um you got the freshman who got playing time last year and as Cooper and Lawrence Seymour got Francis Mangoa and Samson Oak and Lola coming in and Lee is you know another guy who seems like he could start a whole yeah, bunch of that- different spots potentially on this offensive yeah. line
0: I mean uh let's see Matt Lee is um he is how oh, I'm looking to see how
1: big he is 6'3". Um, he's listed at 6'4", 295. So, pretty good size. You know, not gargantuan oh, wow. tackle size, but definitely real, you know, solid enough size. Um, A guy who started a lot, a lot of games at UCF, which is obviously a, a good... But he's, good a, program he's a...
0: The thing is, he was a center.
1: Right. So, that'll but be interesting I, because... Ja'Kai Ja-Kar- Clark seems to have that job locked up, but usually centers can play guard. Also,
0: yeah, I mean um, they can play inside, and I we've 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 seen that. You just never know with the old o- linemen. You yeah. never know with the young ones coming in. You don't know until you see him play. You really don't know. College is just a whole different uh, ball game. It is for the for the guys up front. Um, so, yeah, he needs as many he needs as many linemen as he can get and he needs as many centers. These guys get hurt. And we say the same thing all the time. I think Matt Lee uh, graded third overall in the nation per uh, yeah. profile focus. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a, a, a good, really good addition and yeah. D I mean, you need the defensive tackles are so key. So uh yeah, Mario's doing it where it counts.
1: Yeah. I think- and I mean, it's obviously like, you know Mario, as we've said, like he doesn't have loyalty to a guy like Jaquez Clark. Obviously, he does in like a sense that Jaquez Clark was pretty good for him. But it's not like he recruited him he's and smart. anointed him as the the starting center. I mean, Mario is he wants guys who want to compete, and obviously by bringing in right. a potential, you know, top center uh, like you said, third in the nation uh, graded out in PFF, which I don't, I think PFF grading in college is probably a little overrated, but Me still too. means he's a good player. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's going to either he's going to beat out Ja'Kai for that job or he's going to push Ja'Kai to be even better. And that is or, obviously or, the old school uh, yeah. attitude that Mario uh wants to bring.
0: And they has Jikai. to. Or they're going to or they're going to or they're both going to play. OK, inside yeah. some place inside, somebody rotates. I mean, they're. Yeah. they They need to. They need to. Get stable, you know, and figure out who their alignment are. But you definitely need a lot, hell of a lot more than four, as we've learned.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, well, they had a lot I of injuries. injuries. They had, they had a lot of injuries five, on the interior last
1: year. Right. Um, right, 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 right. But it is interesting. I mean, we could be looking at, um, from a year ago, uh huh, potentially like four new starting offensive linemen, and yeah. that's even though they're only, even though the only start they're losing, DJ Scaife graduated obviously and it's out of eligibility uh, right. and John Campbell transferred um, but I mean you could have Zion who obviously didn't start a single game last year back at left tackle right. you could have Lee as your starting center Javion Cohen seems like a lock to start probably at, at one of the guard spots I would think Jalen Rivers is still in line to start oh, somewhere he's starting somewhere um, yeah.
0: and then if, obviously if he's
1: you know Francis and Sampson are going to push for for time too. I'm sure, especially Francis getting on campus uh, next week, which we'll talk to in a little bit. Um, You know, it's a totally different looking offensive line (laughs) than the day than when the day Mario took the job. Which is, um, you know, I say it a lot. The the major promises of Mario Cristobal were one, he's going to recruit. He's definitely fulfilled that, and the other one was that he's going to rebuild the offensive line. And we got to see it obviously on the field, but on paper, he has he's literally rebuilt the offensive line. And we'll see how good of a line he has built though
0: we will and again when they come in they're not as strong I mean offensively they're just when they're freshmen yeah. they're just not as strong they're softer I don't no matter what program they come from it's not the same so we'll we'll see we'll see how it all how it all ends up
1: and the other thing like Jukai, again like has been a, a solid center for Miami but uh, I mean, Mario clearly values the really big offensive lineman and Jakai is you know, he's a small guy. I was Matt Lee at to say six that. four. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're looking at uh, let me pull up the roster. I want to get the high. I was and weight thinking that too, guys. It's you know, Zion's what six six at left tackle. Um, Jalen Rivers is probably six four at guard. Um, uh, that's pretty good size for a guard. Six five, he's listed at. Um, Zion also listed at six five. Uh, Lee, as I said, listed at 6'4", um, and then Francis, uh, I think also like 6'6", six, 6'6", six, six? Six, I want to say, six five, six, six. Um, 6'5", six, and a half, so what the difference <laughs> according Just to 24-7? Take, 24,
0: it, seven. take um, every one of them down an inch. Okay, but it's a little
1: bit different than, you know, no disrespect to these guys, but Ja'Kai, 6'3",
0: yeah, um, obviously Lawrence,
1: like a- Lawrence Seymour listed at uh 6'2, and I'll, that's very generous. Um, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even look at the guy that Mario thrust out there right away If the freshman was Inez Cooper, who's 6'6. So, like he's he really values that size, clearly, on the offensive line. He should. Uh, I mentioned Francis uh set to early enroll next week. That's the other big piece of news down in Coral Gables this week is the early enrolling freshmen get on campus um we'll get a full list of you know there's there's a, as we as we know it, there's always some drama with someone trying to get their paperwork in as we, we're seeing right now across across the state up in Gainesville um never mm-hmm. goes quite as smooth so we'll get a full list of who is uh enrolled I think early next week the university probably Tuesday
0: yeah they no, usually send them out. classes
1: start Tuesday Mondays MLK day um
0: yeah probably Tuesday and it, 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 each year it's more guys and more guys if, if you know what if you don't if you don't get there early, you kind of miss out. Yeah, I p- mean, it puts you behind definitely. You miss out on the tr- conditioning program, on that fourth quarter program, and uh, yeah, it's it you. It's very important to get there early. I think the playbook, the everything, getting the getting to know the guys, getting to know how your coaches are in college, what it's like, the whole thing. I mean, classes. Yeah. really it's there. it's i don't know how kids don't do it i know so i guess some like can't st yeah. thomas, thomas doesn't allow
1: that i don't yeah i don't think american it, heritage doesn't either so there will be a couple notable like damari brown and mark fletcher um i don't think will be early enrolling um right. like you said st thomas a lot of the catholic schools uh don't allow like frankie teen allows at LaSalle uh will not be early enrolling but um, you know, just looking at the top of the class, I mentioned Francis. I know Ruben Bain will be in early enrolling. Um, he's Malik Bryant will be early enrolling, uh, Jaden Wayne. So a lot of the top ranked kids in this class will be there early, which um, you know, obviously it's beneficial to, like you said, to anyone to get on campus early, but especially those guys who, you know, every, any recruiting class, I think as true freshmen, you're hoping you're gonna get like four or five contributors, right? And more often than not, they're going to be the kids ranked toward the top of the Eventually. class. Um right. And so that's, I think that's good for Miami, especially that it's a lot of those top ranked guys like Ruben Bain, Miami would love if he can crack the rotation on the D line. He'll be there on t- Tuesday when classes start and get a leg up on getting in shape, getting used to that speed. Francis Mingo another one. I'm sure he'll be in the mix to start at right tackle. And, um, it's going to be a lot easier for him to potentially win that starting job uh, as a guy who gets on campus um, next week. I mean, it happened right with Nivon Donaldson. Remember uh, when he came in, it was like he won that job in spring and never yeah. let it go. Um, yeah, but
0: even, even again, it, like even if you don't win it, right? Okay, you are you could be in there within the next game or whatever, right? right. It just, just depends.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at most of the guys for Miami from this – latest recruiting class. Um, and as Cooper actually was not an early enrollee, but, um, Wesley DeSaint was obviously kind of the bright spot of the freshman class. Um, Jaleel Skinner was, I I think, yeah, Jaleel Skinner was, um, so a lot of guys who got there early, I think really, but Jakari Brown, um, a lot of guys who got there early really benefited as you saw from, uh, that extra time on campus, and,
0: and 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 as we've seen, David, when we, I think you went to this game. I think they, when UM opened against Alabama. Yeah. You were at that game, right? Yep. That, up in Atlanta. That, yeah. Yeah, and and they, I think they, there were some uh, offensive line problems there, and they right away pulled guys out, and I think justice. At one point, got pulled out, or he got pulled. He went. They changed things around right in the middle of the game. I think Justice went in in
1: that game, actually. Yeah, they went
0: in, and I can't remember who it was. I I want to
1: say Scaife actually got benched in that game.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, you you see, they do things right away when they say because it's real life. They, you know, so anyway.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Any anything like
1: as far as guys going in early um like we said we won't know the full list until next no, week i know the quarterback is of who is yeah so like who who's who are you excited about um you know obviously we talked a lot about Francis, but a- anyone else that you think yeah. is is really good to have getting on campus this week that could help? I mean
0: I think guys like you said like Ruben bain i don't, i don't like a lot of those guys are great athletes or they're just their yeah. sheer might and force and whatever they're good but they i, I think those i think like guys or the guys that need some of the have a little extra yeah. weight or reshaping something. their
1: body even if they're reshaping. not in bad shape it's getting in better shape
0: yeah exactly i think well and also getting used to whatever the program is and stuff i think so that's really important to me i think uh whatever uh running backs could get in would be important um any running backs they get in. Uh and I think the and the quarterback always important. Always good to have a quarterback. So Emory is Emory Williams will be coming and he's all excited. And uh yeah. Um yeah. With the big guys I always guys. think of how
1: about Ray Ray? Yeah, Ray Ray and know? I think Ray Ray because they need receivers and you know, having a guy like him get on campus early. Nathaniel oh, Joseph they, will, yeah. will help. Yeah, um, speaking of the big guys, I always think of uh Greg Rousseau's freshman year I like you know I saw him in high school and then I bumped into him on campus like in at a like at a basketball game or something like uh-huh. a couple months later and he like he was because he was a skinny wide receiver Bigger. in high school <laughs> and just yeah the physical transformation obviously he got hurt um very early in that freshman his freshman year so we didn't get to see um what the transformation meant for him but it sure seemed like he was going to be a a factor for that team as a as a freshman. And then obviously the next year he's a uh, you know kind of a borderline all American candidate. So yeah, the uh that's obviously a unique uh story. Um it's why he became a first round pick, basically, like that that rapid development. Um not everyone's gonna be like that, but it's just a reminder of of how much guys can be helped by getting those extra um five I months think, on campus basically. You know what?
0: I don't even think anymore it's a matter of it helps to go early. I think it It hurts hurts to not go early. I mean, now it's the norm. It hurts to go later.
1: Uh, elsewhere in the state, we wanted to touch on this because there is a Miami connection. Speaking of early enrolling, uh, Jaden Rashada, uh, Florida quarterback, former Miami, former Florida quarterback commit, former Miami commit. Um, it's uh, created a, a little bit of a stir up in Gainesville. Um, I guess by the time this posts, we'll have an idea of whether he well, is what? actually going to wind up at Florida. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it was because just think, it was just reported. I mean, oh, I Thursday it today, and it was just pretty much reported that that well, yeah, it was yeah, he was at the Under Armour All American Bowl, right? And he was right. talking about you know Florida and whatever the Gators and the Gator fans were giving the UM fans uh, grief, you know, uh, making yeah. fun of whatever that uh, in the, in the long run because he was UM's prize. Yeah, he was honestly. He was,
1: yeah. I, I think I t- said it last week. And like, he was kind of the recruit, weirdly, that kicked off the Mario recruiting run in the summer. He committed at the end of June, and then like Francis committed a few days later. Uh, Riley Williams committed, they got this whole run started. And, and then, of course, he winds up not even, uh, so so, siding with yeah. Miami.
0: But now he now he's requested, according to reports, I know On3.com has it. They all have it, all the re- recruiting sites. He's requested uh, for his national letter of, of intent. He wants it to, to, to be released. He signed. He already signed with the University of Florida and asked to be released. Um, so uh, that's pretty amazing. So, you know, and of course, what are all the rumors? NIL, right? Yeah. NIL. Uh, that maybe somewhere else, uh, maybe Florida didn't. Again, I, I have no clue, but rumors are that Florida did not offer him enough money or whatever. And, um, I could tell you one thing that I'll be absolutely there's no way Mario takes him back. Yeah, there's um, not, we should I say the, the
1: ad that. drop, the ad drop date at Florida is Friday, so it has to be resolved by tomorrow if he's going to get uh, into UF. For
0: now he might he might go
1: to UF all of a sudden
0: maybe all yeah, of a sudden
1: might happen um, but yeah. either way this is um, I mean in a lot of ways it was Jaden Rashada and Nico Iymaleva over the summer who were kind of like the two like is nil out of control cases when there was reports I think that Iymaleva was getting eight million um, yep. from yep. Tennessee and Rashada I don't remember what all the numbers True. thrown around were but um, sure and. And the, uh, I mean, this is like this is now the landmark NIL case, the Jaden Rashada situation where um, first of like it, it's like there are quote unquote rules like the anti play for pay for play stuff where you're not supposed to just be able to offer NIL money in order for someone to come to your school. Um, and obviously this situation is like. If, it, if the reporting is accurate that this is all NIL related and they offered him some sort of money and now he's not getting that full money um, and that's why he's not coming, that like laughs in the face of these NCAA rules that don't, again, don't, if they're like true. unenforceable. They're not, they don't exist. And um, yeah, you know, yeah. a case like this, I think yeah. was going to always going to happen this year um, and it has to be um as i mentioned you know i said earlier like and i think we're at a little bit of a turning point with the NCAA in terms of like they've got to rein back this non-stop recruiting non-stop transfer portal chaos uh they obviously did a little bit with Whoa. the portal with the 45 day window but um their number one priority is they got to, they got to figure out again not like i'm guys being able to be paid is like all like that i think that's good and i think everyone kind of at this point agrees it's good but they need to like rein in and figure like they need to have rules they basically don't have rules right now and and the rules they have are entirely unenforceable and and they're also
0: um, it does they're also different there's no unified rules right exactly
1: yeah so like they, no. that yeah. i mean the ncaa as i said a bunch of times on the show basically abdicated all responsibility for this kind of betting that it was never going to happen and then it happened and they're caught with their pants down and now um it's a mess and this situation is obviously um, kind of the ultimate mess here um, where again, like everyone is doing it right. Everyone is doing pay for play basically under different names. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that this is playing out so publicly like this, like it makes the NCAA looks like an absolute joke where like they have these rules, everyone in the world knows and they're basically openly saying like the reason he's not coming is because of things that are illegal, and there's nothing they can do about it.
0: And we don't really, we don't really, yeah, it, that it's definitely nil related. That's what everybody's saying. And he, I yeah. think his his uh his agent or attorney or somebody uh told on three uh the recruiting site uh when Rashad uh, committed to Miami, he said that he went there because he loves Miami. It had, and that he did not pick the highest offer. Somebody uh-huh. said he did not pick the highest offer. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, and then we'll be done with this topic. But here's the yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I agree. Kids should get what they can get, but I, I just, I. I there's no loyalty. I mean, <laughs> if I were a coach, I would be disgusted. It's like uh, it's 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 impossible they're trying to recruit guys if it's all about the money uh, and i don't know again we don't know how much money we don't know if it's the money we don't know what the heck happened or if it's if florida comes up with more money but just basically the other thing is is, basically
1: all unregulated right it's not like in the nfl where you have you have a contract you have a players association that is negotiating the terms of the contract There's like a standard agreement that comes with signing with a school. Like, you know, you're going to get this money. You know, X percent is guaranteed. Every one of these contracts is different. Um, The Orlando Sentinel reported that Rashada was being uh, had an agreement for about $13 million. And like, of course, it's $13 million. But how much of that was guaranteed? How much that is contingent on him starting X numbers games as a freshman? Uh, Yeah. How much? And that's all like Uh, not how the rule is supposed to work at all um right. but no one cares because everyone's doing it but at the same time then it creates a situation like this where um the coaches, again, I mean, they're just kind of flaunting it little, yeah I, it's that's for- the other thing is the coaches aren't the ones you know they're all obviously aware of this they're aware of their collectives or their boosters who are doing this but it's not like there's a general manager right like in every other sport in the world other than college sports, basically. Um, there in every other paid sport across the world, I should say, and even some unpaid sports, there's general managers where they are saying, All right, this guy gets this much money, and you when you give that much money, you know that it's gonna create this sort of feeling in the at locker room, resentment, whatever, blah, blah, right. blah. Um, and um, you know, it's the wild west thing is a cliche but it's the, the wild west the what made what made the wild west wild was that there was basically no laws and like inconsistent enforcement of those laws by like little sheriffs and little towns with guns and horses um and what makes this the wild west is that there's no rules
0: there's no rules and the kids don't care to me also of course I'm the kids don't care. The coaches I'm I'm old school, but i they don't care. You know, they're like 17 and 18 and they don't, I—I oh, my God. At least they used to get excited about, oh, my God, I'm going to college. I'm, I'm going to rep the Gators or the Hurricanes. I'm so psyched. I love the uniforms. I, it's so exciting. I'm going to start my college life and rah, rah, rah. Forget it. Forget it. I mean, it's not, at least in the pros, they have families or whatever, they need the money, uh, whatever.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, I I think this will be a case that the NCAA, when they go into their meetings this summer, is like, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? And And obviously, stuff like this is always going to happen because it happened before NIL too. Um, But the fact that like, this is so... You know the one rule in there is there's not supposed to be pay for play, and the whole reason this is falling apart is because Peter <laughs> Rashada had a pay for play deal with Florida that uh, everyone kind of yeah. knows a pay for play deal, and um it fell through, and you know upping an agreement of to get a guy to sign with you is the literal definition of pay. Or maybe it
0: didn't fall through. Yeah, that, is that the that's a rumor. But what I'm saying is maybe like something else came up better. Right, exactly. Know. Yeah. And that's know. all that
1: would all be pay for play, though. It'd all be like, okay, yeah. this guy's offering X money, so I'm gonna go there. Um it's Great. literally the one rule the NCAA has set up, but there's no way for them to enforce it. Um and again, you can say maybe sure, that's and fine if it's a for the crew. crew. But you can't have the one rule and just not enforce it, basically, and they have no way yeah. to enforce it right now. And
0: the NCAA, I feel I they don't have enough people. They don't have, you know, it's
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe they should just let it go. Say, Hey, every recruitment can be a bidding war and just let it be open. (laughs) No, It may be easier. We wouldn't have to pretend like Jaden Rashada picked Miami because he loved Miami and then picked Florida because he wanted to play in the SEC. We could be open Yeah, They offered me more money than everyone else. I think it'd be easier for everyone. Um, all right, let's close out a couple other quick topics before we get going here. Um, Number one, Miami's got Bethune Cookman on the schedule again, which normally yes. is not news, but um, now it's news because Ed Reed is going to be coaching Bethune Cookman next year, um, and will yes, one of his first games as uh, Bethune Cookman's coach uh, in Miami Gardens.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, and it's news. It was because it's there. It's because I'm looking it completes for completes
1: the schedule, right? It
0: completes the schedule, yeah. And UM was only. Um, just gotta. Okay, UM. You know, uh UM was one of the only teams in the country that hadn't completed their schedule. One, only F, one of the only FBS. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it'll be and, obviously.
1: I guess it'll be Ed Reed's yeah. probably third game as Bethune Cookman's coach. Uh, it's in week three. So,
0: yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, what's interesting is I'm looking for the story I wrote. Uh, it's the 14th. It's September 14th.
1: Yeah. Which is a Thursday.
0: And, yeah. And UM, UM, and UM starts September 2nd against Miami, um, the Miami, against, Miami game against Miami. Miami of Ohio. That's right. That's UM's first game. And then uh UM's the winner game. is
1: the real Miami.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. And then the ninth is um Texas AM comes Texas to A&M Hard Rock. At home at Hard Rock. And the thing is, um that 14th, the Thursday night is only um five days later. Yeah. So after Texas AM, I mean they will be home. Uh yeah and then um you know and then ed reed
1: back obviously like i'm sure i'll get a nice ovation and all that kind of stuff um and miami tends to play bethune cookman a lot so i mean assuming ed reed sticks around there for a while might not be the last time we see him at hard rock stadium
0: right and right i it's kind of cool i think it's kind of fun uh just mm-hmm. to, to to get that ed reed game in um and also after that miami's last uh non-conference game is september 23rd um and it's uh at temple in philly we're going back yeah, to, it's
1: supposed to be the miami manny diaz uh
0: the big east we're going back to the big east days so yeah, yeah many oh that's right Manny diaz yeah
1: who was, I thought it was maybe gonna be manny diaz going up against his former
0: team um, his coach there for breakfast or whatever <laughs> anyway uh so that's kind of cool and 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 you know the five days is not great but hopefully nobody gets hurt
1: yeah
0: um but at least they have at least between the 14th and 23rd they have an extra right they have an extra two days because they're traveling um and then we'll see we'll see we know the other teams are playing including boston college but we will find we will find out dates um and probably not many times maybe one or two if it is sometimes espn announces like one or two games well yeah
1: you get a friday game or something then you know yeah
0: so. yeah 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 exactly uh but um we'll find that out david on january 30th so too far away they're gonna announce that yeah so that's um, when we'll lose and yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. last thing i wanted to get to um two new miami college football hall of famers uh brian mckinney and mark rick um you know, not a lot to say there other than good for those guys. Those are, um, obviously Brian <laughs> McKinney is, uh, one of the best linemen to ever come through Miami. Um, yep. still pretty big, like figure around the program, right? He comes back from paradise camp all the time and, um, mm-hmm. a, uh, a lack a Lackawanna community college, Lackawanna. A grad like, uh, Colby Young. Um, yeah. So, um, cool to see him get in. And then obviously Mark Richt who only coached, Played for Miami, obviously. Most of his success came as a coach at Georgia, but obviously ended his career uh, with a Years. couple of teams at Miami. And I mean, I think it's everyone has said this, but one of the all time good guys in college football.
0: Yeah. And a great, I mean, and, a, and I obviously
1: a very a good coach, coach too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, he deserving, well, well deserved. He's still working, I think, at the ACC network. He yep.
1: is. It was at least as, as of last year he was.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for both of them. At UM keeps getting uh, college football Hall of Famers, and, you know, a pe- uh, eventually they'll dry up, but uh, they keep Well, I getting- will
1: say it also felt like because of Mike Leach dying and him being ineligible for the Hall of Fame because of the same rule that has kept Howard Schnellenberger out forever, what, the 60% win total. Win right right. Um, I so- think there's momentum because now Mike Leach is also there, and obviously – him dying everyone's like oh he should be in the hall of fame he revolutionized the sport yeah um it feels like there's some momentum to maybe get rid of that rule which obviously I think people would kind of think of it as the Mike Leach rule because it's you know he's the the more recent one like that rule gets changed it's going to be largely to get him in but if they change that rule Howard Schnellenberger will also certainly get in for sure
0: and and again
1: deserving Yes. um, all right. I think we can close things out there unless you got anything else um, before we get going. I think we're all we're good. good, though. Um, yeah, we're all good. You had a good college football season. Um, uh, a little bit better for Miami next year, but <laughs> a fun college football season as a whole. Um, Portal closes up what next week. So things could quiet down a little bit on the news front. But then obviously National Signing Day is uh Less than three weeks away as we're talking right now, February first, which will be a much quieter day for Miami than the December date was. But um obviously um there'll there'll still be a handful of whether it's transfers or uh high school recruits coming in uh as late additions. Um so and then
0: we'll been... have, yeah, and then we'll have uh well
1: spring we'll have, spring we'll spring, spring isn't too far away. Yeah. Spring's we'll not a, too too far away.
0: Month and something till yeah. spring. Yeah. All right.
1: Um, so you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson, too. Uh, maybe we'll take a little bit of a break here on this show. Uh, unless obviously we'll see <laughs> if another transfer pops that's up. That's what or we something. say every week. But, uh, but I think the fact <laughs> the portal is closing um, maybe means it could be quiet, although there's some visitors going, some transfers visiting this weekend. So we'll see if there's right. any big news that pops off. Um, and then maybe we'll do some basketball with Michelle Kaufman a little bit. Yeah, basketball. Bit that team is awesome. And by far the most fun team in South Florida right now. Um, So, yeah, well, we'll come back at some point before the end of the month, definitely before signing day. So, um, yeah, thanks as always for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week or later on sometime. Talk to you later this month.